What's up, everybody, and welcome back to episode 50 of the 1% Podcast. That's pretty crazy that we're already at episode 50. Just wanted to say Happy New Year to everybody. Hope you guys had an awesome 2022 and are looking forward to an even better 2023. I feel like 2023 is going to be a huge year for a lot of us and uh, a lot of these consistent habits we've been compounding over the years um, and maybe even just started, but compounding either over the years, months, weeks, days, whatever it is. Uh, hopefully we're all on an upward trajectory and working towards being our best selves in 2023. Just wanted to say thank you guys for an awesome 2022. We had a ton of feedback from all the episodes, had average, I think, about 80 to 100 downloads per episode, um, which was pretty awesome. Looking to hopefully get that number into the higher triple digits uh, in the years to come. Uh, going to be working on the social media content, which I've been slacking on very much so, um, and building a YouTube and getting obviously the video as we've talked about plenty of times, but enough talking about that. I think I've said that many times and still have not put my foot forward. So this is me being accountable and owning up to saying I'm going to do video and do YouTube and this, that, and the other. Uh, I just need to do it. So I'm not going to say it anymore. I'm just going to work on uh, getting towards doing it. And uh, I think that's been a big part of my 2023, or at least the start. I've reflected and like taken inventory of a lot of the things that I did in 2022 I think I did a lot of positive things and a lot of things right, and I think a lot of you guys can relate to this, but I also know that there were things and key things that I've done wrong. So uh, a lot of times, you know, if you get discouraged at work or something pops up or there's time to make an excuse to not do something or not do that, you know, a lot of times it's easy to just make the excuse. This year, I have made it 100% a priority to make sure that I'm taking accountability for my actions, reflecting on each day, and making sure I'm not wasting any time uh, to be productive, whether that's in the gym, whether that's in at work, whether that's, you know, with my family or, you know, with Nina or whatever the case may be, I want to be present and I want to take full accountability and ownership for all my actions throughout the year. Um, one of the things that has helped me, you know, start doing that is I've been reading Extreme Ownership by Jocko. I've already read it, uh, but I got back into reading it because I'm in a leadership development group inside of my company um, for this year. So we read 12 books throughout the course of the year, discuss it and have uh, speakers come. And I've kind of dedicated the past several years of my life to leadership and learning about the habits and qualities of what a good leader is. Um, so I just kind of wanted to share a few of the things that I've read thus far. I'm only a couple chapters into the book, um, but it's just been awesome. So Jocko talks about leaders thinking objectively and not subjectively. So not letting any of your emotions or feelings get involved in any of the decisions that you're making, uh, whether it be with friends, family, business, uh, or whatever the case may be. Um, and I think that that's been a huge help for me thinking objectively and not subjectively and leaving my feelings out of a lot of the decisions that I'm making. Uh, another thing that he says is leaders should never be satisfied. So no matter how good or how bad something is, you know, there's never any time to be satisfied. There's always time to keep improving uh, because you have to set an example for those around you. And I know a lot of people might be thinking like, I'm not in the leadership role in my company or whatever the case may be. I'm not in a leadership role in my company either, but you could still be a leader for the people around you each day and the people that are you know involved with you, the people that work with you, the people that live with you. Uh, friends and family, whatever the case may be, maybe even strangers that you walk up to and compliment them. I mean, you're leading them to do something positive in the world and send out another positive ripple. So I think the world needs more leaders and less followers. And so I think it's 
on all of us to be accountable to not only ourselves, but to other people to be projecting a positive ripple out in the world um, and becoming a leader, you know, whether it's in your family, in your friend group, in your, you know, small group at work, or whether it's becoming the CEO owner of a company, being an entrepreneur, whatever the case may be, you can be a leader in every role in your life. Um, And so I think that's very, very important, um, especially with the day and age that we live in. Um, To move on from that, uh, I do want to touch on uh, DeMar Hamlin and that situation in the football game on Monday night. Um, I know it's all over the place, but I just saw on the internet um, that he is now responsive and has been gripping his friends and family members that are there has been gripping their hands and he opened his eyes last night. Um, I think it's been unbelievable to see the impact that not only he's had on his community and things that he's done prior to him being this well-known, but I think that the response from the world has been pretty unbelievable. Um, it's pretty crazy that it took something like this and somebody almost you know, dying on live TV on a football field for people to come together. But if people could come together for things that were not as tragic as this and, you know, quit all the fighting and the politics and this, that, and the other, I think the world would be a lot better place. So I think we should all remember that going through our day-to-day life because there's a lot of things that may upset me or tick off my day by something that someone says politically or this, that, and the other. And just that stuff doesn't even matter. It's a, this has kind of given me a perspective of, you know, there's a lot bigger things than what's going on, you know, on TV, especially being involved with your friends and family, because you never know what's going to happen and where life's going to take you. And life could be over in the blink of an eye. So I think that it's very important to, like I said earlier, take inventory of those around you, you know, be present uh, because you never know when it's going to be your last day or when it's going to be, you know, friend, family member, relative, coworker, Whatever the case may be, you never know when it's going to be their last day. So uh, I think we should all start living more like that, myself included. Uh, as I mentioned over the you know, holiday break, everybody's so cheery and happy. And then something like this happens and everybody's praying and everybody's you know coming together as one. I think if the world was like that 12 months out of the year, 365 days of the year, there'd be a lot more people that are a lot happier with themselves and the world would be a way, way, way better place. So uh, praying for DeMar Hamlin. Hope he's doing better. Hope to continue to receive positive news. Um, He seems like an incredible guy. Uh, His toy fund has gotten up to $5.5 million dollars. Last time I saw it and his goal was two hundred or $2,500. So just been blown out of the water. The, I mean, just all the pictures of everybody wearing his jersey, the skylines being lit up blue and red. Um, I think it's unbelievable. And I think that this just really shows the power of prayer is real and it does work um, because we have gotten some positive news. Now, obviously he's not fully recovered and there's a long road ahead uh, for him to be recovered. But from all the stuff that I'm reading, it seems like everybody's very optimistic and positive. And it seems like this guy is a hell of a guy and he's a fighter. Um, so I'm, I'm praying for him, hoping that he does better. And uh, it's pretty crazy. He's 24 years old. It's how old I am. Um, when it happened, I just like didn't even know what to think. I was pretty like numb to what was going on because it was just it didn't look like it was anything super crazy. I mean, I thought he may have gotten like a concussion or something, and it didn't look good at all. 
Um, but when they brought the ambulance out and I heard they did CPR on the field, I just, I mean, I was numb. I couldn't even sleep. I stayed up to try to figure out what was going on with him to get an update. Um, shout out to this, to the medical staff on the field. That's pretty incredible that, you know, they were able to do that and be there for him in that time. And, uh, just be able to, you know, basically save his life on the field. Um, and without them, this would be a whole different situation. So as scary as that is, I, I mean, shout out to them, hoping and praying that DeMar Hamlin is doing better and continue to receive positive news. And then, you know, to revert back to leadership, I think Sean uh, McDermott and Zach Taylor, the coach of the Buffalo Bills and the coach of the Cincinnati Bengals, respectively, um, did an awesome job leading their teams through that and their press conferences have been, you know, pretty unbelievable how they've spoken on it and hearing all the players and coaches who knew DeMar Hamlin and how they spoke on him. I just think he's an awesome person, even though I didn't really know who he was until this happened. Um, I think it's going to be incredible. Hopefully when he wakes up and knows that the entire world was cheering him on and rooting for him and loving him and trying to, you know, pray him through this terrible circumstance. But I hope that this terrible circumstance brings hope to other people. Um, and just know that there is power in prayer. People may, you know, live their life a little bit better than they were because they didn't expect anything like this to happen, especially on a stage like this. Um, I just think we all need to be more invested in our day-to-day life and not trying to get to the next day or not living for the weekend or not living for five o'clock when you can log out of work and do whatever you want. I mean, I think we should all try to be invested. And if you're doing stuff and work that you don't thoroughly enjoy, go find something that you do enjoy because we're way too young to waste away our lives. And I've heard way too many stories of people that just clock in from nine to five for 35 years to get their pension and then retire. I'm not working my entire life to be able to do nothing for five years and try to be happy with that. Um, I think that life is a lot more than just clocking in and out. And I think there's a lot of ways to make money, especially in this day and age. So, you know, go make the most of your life and, and go live it. And so that's just to touch on DeMar Hamlin. I don't want to talk too much about it, but um, thinking praying for him and his family and all of his friends and obviously the Buffalo Bills players and all the coaches and everybody that's involved in that situation. So hoping to hear some some very positive news in the coming days. Um, another thing I've been doing this year, one of my goals, and I challenge everybody to do it, and we're going to do the 1% podcast, uh, I guess, goal of the year or you know whatever you want to call it, challenge. Um, I'm doing 100 push-ups a day. 100 push-ups a day. It's so easy to do and it's so easy not to do, just like the slight edge, just like everything that we talk about on the podcast and have reiterated for the past you know, 50 weeks. Um, I think that this is so easy to do, but it's so easy to say, I don't want to do that. Um, 100 push-ups can be 20 sets of five. It can be 50 sets of two, two sets of 50, 10 sets of 10, five sets of 20. I don't care. Four sets of 25. Do them however you want, however long it takes you. Space them out throughout the day, however long you want. But I challenge everybody to do 100 push-ups a day. And if you do do 100 push-ups a day, by the end of the year, that's 36,500 push-ups. It's a shit ton of push-ups in in the course of a year. And all you have to do is do 100 a day. And I think that's very easy and very attainable. So I started this on January 2nd. So I will update everybody on how it's going and I will make a post and hopefully uh, everybody will join in. So text me, send me a DM, um, 
if you guys are going to join in on this, I think it's awesome. I got a couple of people I've texted separately that are doing it with me as well. Um, so I hope that you all join on that. Uh, one of the crazier things that happened just, you know, in the news this week, Scott Stallings, uh, PGA tour player, pro golfer, uh, was supposed to get an invitation to the masters and they sent it to the wrong Scott Stallings because there was a Scott Stallings that lived across the street from him with the same wife's name. And uh, they sent him his master's invite and they actually both live in Atlanta. And that Scott Stallings guy is a realtor in Atlanta. So I will be giving him a call to tell him how funny that is. And congratulations on some free master's tickets, but hoping to get some business out of it as well. So we'll see how that goes. And then um, college football playoff insane games two insane games you know shout out to tcu and max duggan you got to love an underdog story um them just coming in and taking care of business against michigan granted michigan played awful not very good football um but definitely did um keep themselves in the game surprisingly after playing a terrible football game so that was pretty impressive um but other than that you know georgia ohio state another incredible game um God, I hate that Georgia won, but you know, great game. Ohio State, the worst kick of all time to end the game. Um, but you gotta respect Stetson Bennett. I mean, everyone gives him so much shit, but I think he's a one percenter at its finest. I really do, as much as it hurts me to say that. You know, Stetson Bennett went from walk on quarterback, or excuse me, JUCO. Well, he was he went to Georgia, then he went to JUCO, then he walked on at Georgia, and now he is the starting quarterback for a team that won the national championship last year and is 14-0 and and has a chance to repeat and be the first repeat national championship or national champion since the Tide did it uh, back in the early 2010s. Uh, so very impressive, as much as I hate to say it. Got to respect him. I think he should get a shot in the NFL, at least holding a clipboard somewhere if he doesn't get to play. Um Pretty unbelievable what he's done. Pretty unbelievable season for them. Obviously rooting for TCU in the national championship, but um, that's what my heart tells me to do. But my gut says George is probably going to smoke them. So we'll see what happens, but uh, hopefully at least hoping for a good game. Um, And it's also insane that they're not going to let people tailgate in the parking lot at SoFi Stadium. They should never have a national championship game there ever again because of that rule. Not to mention, there's never going to be a team from the Pac-12 to make the college football playoff, and let alone the national championship. So um, there's no reason to have it out there. No team from the West Coast is ever going to win a natty. Uh, it should either be in Atlanta, in Miami, in you know Texas. It should be somewhere in the Southeast because those are the only teams that are going to compete for the national championship, in my opinion, uh, other than maybe, you know, Ohio state or Michigan, if they can figure out how to win a playoff game. Um, so that was crazy, crazy night. Hope everybody had a safe new year's Eve. I know the games were on night of new year's Eve. Uh, I went to the aquarium, pretty fun, but pretty big nightmare. There were no TV. So I was walking around watching the game on my phone the whole time and then couldn't get an Uber to like two forty-five in the morning. So I know you guys have probably all been there, but, um, yeah, crazy night. Um, moving on, Alabama looked really good for the first time all year in the bowl game. I was happy to happy to see that um, and happy to see that they had a good start to 2023. Uh, shout out to Bryce Young, Will Anderson, all the guys that are going pro. Um, 
really appreciate everything they've done for Alabama and being able to watch them. It's been really cool to see um, a lot of the leadership qualities and traits that I try to emulate also come from a lot of these, you know, college athletes and coaches. So I think it's very cool to hear them in their press conferences talk about how important it is to play in the in the bowl game and not to take the bowl game off and just the respect that they have for their coach and the leader, you know, Nick Saban. So I try to emulate a lot of the things that he does, but kind of twist it in my own way, um, just going about you know, your day-to-day life. Obviously I'm not Nick Saban, not perfect, but you could try to emulate those people and mirror them. Cause as I talk about, you know, the blueprint to success is out there. You just got to follow it and tweak it in your own key way. You know, there's no one way to do it either. So you can definitely get creative, but a lot of the strategies and keys to get to where a lot of these people are, are written in stone. Um, last thing I want to talk about, uh, is kind of to start the new year. I've been trying to get a little bit more better sleep, um, and, you know, being more energetic throughout the day, not needing as much caffeine. Cause I saw myself through the, towards the end of the year, get a little sluggish. Um, maybe that was just me being kind of burnt out from working and grinding all year. Um, but I think that a lot of it has to do with my diet and drinking a lot of water, um, felt so energetic the whole, this whole week. I'm super excited to, you know, crush it at work this year. I've got a lot of goals trying to hit, uh, set up all my goals for work, personal, financial, business, podcast, um, and have a lot of those things that, you know, I'm going to put up and, you know, made a vision board again, need to add some more stuff to my vision board. So I highly recommend writing these things down, making sure that you make it a point to make them measurable and specific goals. Because if you just write down goals that are not, you know, special or like measurable, ah, that was terrible tongue twister there. But if you write down goals that are not measurable, there's no way to check to see if you did them correctly. So, you know, monetary goals, you know, write down how much time you want to spend at the gym, whether you want to be stretching more, drinking more water. Don't just write, drink more water, write, you know, drink eight bottles of water per day or whatever you want to do. You know, if it's drink less, instead of writing, you know, drink less, write, I want to drink, you know, maybe once a week or something like that. So I think goal setting is super important important. Um, having more energy for me has just been eating clean, going to the gym, drinking water. Um, and I think that's just the key to success. So this is just kind of a start off pod for 2023. Uh, let's have a hell of a year. Super excited to see where the podcast goes, where work goes and where all you go. Uh, would love to hear from you guys on some of your 2023 goals and I'll read them off on the next podcast. Uh, some of your 2022 wins, maybe some of the things you learned from the podcast or some of the guests that I've had on. Um, looking forward to getting more scheduled with some of the interviews. I'm just trying to find my fitting and my rhythm of what I want to do. Cause I think I like some of these short form podcasts where you can just rip them really quickly. Um, cause a lot of the hour, hour and a half podcasts, sometimes it's kind of tough to listen to the whole thing or be able to sit down and listen to it unless you have a long drive. So just a few things I'm working on. Would love some feedback from you guys. Appreciate everybody tuning in as always, you know, love the support, love the enthusiasm. Can't, can't wait to fucking crush 2023 with you guys. So, you know, let's have a hell of a year. Let's crush all the goals and, uh, let's make this the best year yet. Appreciate it and love you guys.